Welcome to Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie and Logan Daniel. So, guys, uh, we got questions like we always have. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of which is uh, Mark from Sandy Springs. This week he says, uh, I have a question about Roth traditional IRA. For my three-year career, I've been putting my money in a Roth IRA because I expect that when I take it out, my tax burden will be higher than it is now. A very popular financial planning guru advises not to do the Roth because he doesn't believe Congress will make good on their promise. Are there any thoughts on this? Now, the promise is what a Roth does. It allows you to save money for retirement. You pay tax on it, and then you save after you've paid the tax, and it grows forever. Yeah, tax-free potentially. There's no tax. And you you don't have to take it out unless... Unique. Yeah, no so there's RVs. no required minimum distribution like there is in a traditional. That that is in contrast to, uh, you know, the traditional IRA. You put your money in before it's taxed, so you get to save more. Your take-home pay doesn't fall by as much as you save. Um, it's a real attractive and popular way, the most popular way I would think, uh, to save money for retirement, and then when you retire. If you hit the age of uh, 70 and a half, the government comes along and says you must take out a certain portion of your money. It's all calculated with a with a, uh, a table, you know, pointy head. Uh, <laughs> mathematicians figure all this stuff out, and and uh, you're forced to take your money after the age of 70 and a half. Um, and when you take your money out of this account, um, it is taxed at your current Ordinary rate income. of yep. income. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the, the tax rate is generally higher, you would assume. And, uh, you know, in the question, we get uh, get the notion that there is a differential, and really it's the tax that determines whether or not it's best to save in a Roth or best to save in a traditional. But a lot of folks, and Jarrett, you talk about this all the time. In fact, mm-hmm. it's a... a, a concept that you turned me on to, we talk about diversification in in, uh, financial accounts, meaning that you want to hold various asset classes that are not correlated one-to-one so that when one is up, the other might be down, or when one is down really is what you're trying to do is offset it with something that's up or not down as much. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get a better average return on your investment. But Mm -hmm. Uh, there are also strategies that would say that you should, and this is where, Jarrett, you come in, uh, that you should also think about diversifying among the different vehicles within which you save. So yeah. have some money in a traditional IRA, have some money in a, in a uh, Roth IRA or 401K in either case, mm-hmm. uh, and then some money that's taxable. Right. So. Yeah, you want to have flexibility. You want to have option in retirement. And while you know there will be a most optimal way to do that, the only the only time you'll know it is in hindsight. You know, because right. the game really is: am I better off paying the tax now so that I don't have to pay it in retirement? Right. In other words, am I in a lower tax rate now than I, I expect to be in retirement, or would am I better off deferring the tax until retirement and going ahead and doing it now? And that's you cannot project that far out into the future, e- even if you could. 
that's assuming you know what the tax rates will be. And as often as they've changed in history, I don't know right. that you really want to do that. But as far as the Roth goes, I think it's, it's the same thing. You, you can only plan for what you know. And we, we don't speculate with investments, so we're not going to speculate with investment accounts and what may or may not happen in the long run, because doing so, you really are just making a guess. You know, I right. mean, you, you plan for what you know, you, you try to do the best you can and then keep your fingers crossed. But not, I mean, placing a bet ultimately on something that might happen in the future, which is to me a long shot as far as this is concerned, because I think there'd be a lot of other changes before this happened. You think we'd uh, all grab a pitchfork and a torch and head out to the street? <laughs> there there yeah, would be they, some. They do away with it. Yeah, exactly. There'd be yeah. some kind of revolution, at least to some yeah. extent, I think. Cause so, well, let's let's go down that rabbit hole for a minute, though. Uh, you know, Mark has laid it out well. He's he's obviously into a three-year career, so it's a young guy. Mm-hmm. You would expect that his tax rate is probably about as low as it's going to get in his working lifetime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's assuming that it's going to be lower now than it would be in the future. So we think the, the thought behind his process is is solid. Mm-hmm. But what if the government does away with this? Hey, isn't this tantamount to making a debate as to, well, what if the government raises tax rates? Yeah. What if they lower tax rates so that it's cheaper for him in the future? I mean, we have seen, um, I guess, thoughts floated, uh, ideas floated from certain uh, political individuals where, you know, they might talk about, so we're going to start taxing Roth. The money's already been taxed and it Mm -hmm. was put away. It was to encourage more uh, investment for retirement by the individual so that the government doesn't have to take care of us all. Right. In a socialistic way into the future, right? Yep. So, you know, you do away with an incentive. If you if you started taxing the Roth, you have totally done away with. Who's going to open a Roth account at that point? It no wouldn't one. be Might as, as well beneficial. Have a, a brokerage account. Yeah. Exactly. There's no incentive to. Right. So, you know, just as you said, Logan, uh, a brokerage, you're putting money in after tax. Mm-hmm. It grows. The the growth is then taxed. Uh, at long-term capital gains rates, usually, if you've got a holding for greater than 12 months, and that's going to be a lot lower rate than your ordinary income. Right. So, so. there are benefits to that taxable side, but it would be no different than a Roth. So, mm-hmm. uh, and and what does the government win by doing this? I mean, let's we we don't have to answer that right now. When we come back, let's pursue yeah. that just a little bit. Uh, Logan, you brought up a real good point as we were talking through this. Um, and that is what happens to government uh, income roles if you decide that you're not going to do it. Now, I had already mentioned that uh, uh, the reason that the government uh, created a Roth account was to, to create a way that would entice individuals to save more money so that the government doesn't have to take care of us mm-hmm. in our old age after retirement. And, and get more tax money now, you know, to his point. Yeah, if you're going to pay after-tax dollars into that account. They get it now. You right. Know, if you do away with a Roth account, I mean, people will start saving more to IRAs pre-tax. So the government's going to take a hit on the amount of income they get initially. Yeah. Right. At least for a good while. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen Roth accounts become a lot more popular over the, the most, you know, the more more recent years. Uh, and, and a lot of it probably does have to do with the fact that we've all come to the realization that it is a good idea to save in diverse ways. Um, but uh, it's still probably not the most popular way that folks are saving. I've even seen 401k 
providers, you know, employers who are who are uh, you know still don't have a Roth IRA mm-hmm. option, but you see more and more of them trying to get it included as they understand you just need the, balance. the potential mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as this whole Roth question goes, I, I think that if if anything were to ever come to a head there, and, and Logan and I were talking about this yesterday, it is probably most likely that they would they would put a cutoff date, and whatever your the the value of your Roth account is on that date, that would become your new basis. So effectively, if it was going to be after tax money like a brokerage is that is now going to be taxed on the gains in your account, they've got they can't go back. I mean, you're talking decades now that Roths have been around, and and there's no way in the world anybody is going to let that happen, at least not without a, a heck of a fight. So I think that if there is any uh, realistic measure to this, it would be probably something to that effect where whatever that date is, that becomes your basis. So any gains from then on, you might owe tax, but you'd have a lot of money saved that you don't owe tax on. You wouldn't have to pull it out with RMDs and you know things like that. But otherwise, it just seems like a very, very long shot to me when the full retirement age for Social Security has not even been increased. You know, they've not extended the the age in which required minimum distributions or uh, any of that has is going to take effect. So th- there's a lot of other things that could be done prior to the government doing that, which, like you said earlier, Logan, there's not a whole lot of incentive for them to do because it really is really going to kind of hurt them initially. Yeah. Instead of the long run. Exactly. Well, and it also yeah. takes away that that incentive for others to save mm-hmm. in a different way. So, you know, it's kind of a twofold hit. Uh, wherein they take on more responsibility for the social situation of yep. uh, of their citizenry at the same time, uh, reducing the, the current income, at least, uh, from people that do save to their retirement. So sure. yeah, we, we think it's a long shot. It's unlikely. When, when governments start these things, they know that if they ever try to stop the situation, uh, they're going to have some significant blowback. And, hey, what's a politician's number one job? <laughs> To be reelected. Yeah. How many of them you think are going to be reelected? I don't think that's going to do much for your campaign. Yeah. Yeah, what you'd have to do is somebody that's going to float an idea like this is going to be from an area where there are very limited savings. So it would probably be, you know, some of the more blighted districts around the around the U.S. that you would see an idea like this come from. It's, yeah. uh, you know, our, our local area would very unlikely be the uh, generator of a of a grand idea, like let's do away with the Roth IRA. <laughs> All right, uh, we got another question from Kyle from Marietta. He says, I want to get your outlook on ChemEd Corp. Year-to-date, it's up 16%. I'm pleased with the growth, uh, but a little disappointed with the dividend. Now, if you just look at this stock as a dividend play, it only yields about 0.4%, and uh, the coverage on it is uh, 15 times. Coverage uh, means that the earnings that they generate are sufficient to cover all their debts and everything else. And at the end of the game, you know, they can cover this dividend 15 times. Very safe dividend, obviously. Uh, if I get coverage more than one on those uh, stocks that I buy specifically for the dividend, um, you know, I would expect that that's... Uh, Feel pretty that, good about yeah, stability. It, it's a safe dividend. Now, sure. the thing that I will say, you look at the payout ratio meaning the percentage of earnings that are paid out as a dividend. It's only 6.8%, 6 point, well, a little more than 6.5%, thereabouts. Um, so the company's not paying out very much. When you see these big dividend-paying stocks that people buy as kind of a bond proxy or a way to get uh, current income, 
Uh, they're usually on average 70% or higher, some as much as 90, 95%. If you run a REIT, a real estate investment trust, it's actually the law. You must pay out yeah. 90% of earnings. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for dividend play, that's probably a better way to go. Uh, just a little bit in the way of talking about ChemEd, it uh, trades on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker CHE. Uh, Long-term growth, the the uh, stock is expected to grow by 8.8% going forward, which is about half of what it's seen over the last five years, 17.5% uh, basically uh, in earnings growth over the last five years. Uh, uh, pretty good. Now, Jared, ask me what this company does. What, what do they do? What does this company do, Troy? All right. I'm glad you asked. Dying to know. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Jared. <laughs> uh, they they have uh, hospice care, and they also own Roto Rooter. Roto Rooter. Roto Rooter. Interesting combination. I, I mean, honestly, could you have anything more? I mean, this would be like Dairy Queen <laughs> owning a plumbing company, right? It's just the most screwed yeah. up combinations. They, they missed the synergy piece whenever they, they yeah. made that purchase. I mean, you'll you'll see industrial companies that'll that'll have three or four different. They they build out a conglomerate, right? Mm -hmm. But quite often they're related. Unless you're flushing Meemaw down the toilet and you have a plug-up, this is not the best pairing of companies, in yeah. my, my opinion. Uh, if they're earning a profit, which I assume they, they are yeah, earning they're a nice a one. Company. You know? uh, let's, let's talk about they, that. They ROE, 36.8%. Diverse... Return wow. on assets, 21.9%. Very profitable company. Uh, very attractive in a lot of ways. If you look at their uh, if you look at their price to sales, it's the the only one and only way that they look actually expensive. Uh, you know, honestly, Kyle, if this is one you still own, I would encourage you continue to own it. Um, you know, I've talked a lot in the last few weeks about the disconnect between price to earnings uh, versus uh, price to sales and price to EBITDA. Uh, just due to the fact that these companies are buying back so much uh, in shares. doesn't seem like Kim Ed's gotten caught up in that. But, man, the numbers that I'm seeing on this growth uh, are, are attractive. You look at the PEG ratio, which I usually like to be down around 1. It's 282. If anything, this company looks a little expensive. But hopefully you didn't buy this for a dividend play. Well, with the beta being what it is, which is a, a 0.86, you know, it's significantly, well, maybe not significantly, but it's quite quite a bit below the one, which the S&P 500 would generally carry. And it's earning about, at least year to date, 16%. That's roughly what we've seen. Yeah. So yeah. if you can if you can get the market return with less risk, hey. And hey, guess what? There's one other thing that I always like to cover because my outlook on economic conditions going forward is not the most bright at the moment. But think about it. Hospice care and Roto-Rooter, are either of these going to be hit very hard in a recession? They're in high demand. If your toilet <laughs> plugs up, you're going to call the Roto-Rooter. Mm -hmm. And if somebody needs hospice care, guess what? they got no say in that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, either way, I'm saying this is probably a good company to own right now. Um, you know, don't don't sweat so much the dividend. It's, uh, it's what we're going to do. Well, guys... This is going to be it for our radio show. Uh, we appreciate all the folks listening. What do you think the market's going to do this week, Jared? Oh, it's got to go up from here, man. Logan, tell me. Going up. All right. I'm a broken record. I always say the market's going up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.